What's up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, Rad Parenting, sitting across from my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And it is great to be back in here, uh, 2018, officially starting. We had our first episode last week. I felt that you and I talked very low and quiet on that episode. Was that us talking or was that our time? We were very relaxed. Okay. Well, we were that, very relaxed. You know, and as Starting out super chill for two We were so chill. That's so not who we are, Joe. It who is are we not. <laughs> it is not. Um, I want to let everyone know that we have a show's producer now. We have a rad parenting uh, producer. Her name is Shelly. And uh, we had a meeting with her last week and a lot of great ideas. Uh, one of the things that we pulled together too is a list of, we're up to almost 26 potential episode ideas. Uh, and a lot of them are driven by you, our listeners. So once again, I want to remind you, hit an email to radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you might want as a potential idea topic for the show. And also with those emails, Anea uh, will take the time to answer the questions directed at her. And, um, and anyone that wants to talk about uh, punk rock that I usually answer those questions or comedy. <laughs> I get a lot of those. Hey, and if anyone wants to come and see me do comedy, I'll be out on the road with Jim Brewer uh, beginning next week. I'm going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm. Then I'm going to Harrah's uh, up in Tahoe. And then we also hit uh, Olympia. And you can get all of my tour dates at josib.com. There's some business right there out of the way. Any events for you coming up? I'm still recovering from my last one, Joe. Yes. I just did like a gazillion presentations up in NorCal. And yeah. I'm it takes me a couple of weeks to you recover, to, to be honest. I need to recharge. Yeah. Probably by the end of February, I'll be out again. So I'll keep you posted. Okay, great. Um, I uh, want to talk about something that happened uh, this past weekend that I thought some of the parents should, uh, that would get a kick out of it. So I took my son uh, to get a new skateboard. We're putting it all together. And his buddy was there. And he's like, I'm getting my new skateboard tomorrow. And I'm like, awesome. So on Saturday, it was my son, his buddy. And me, and we're all skating together, and we're having the best session ever. And then the next day, uh, his friend goes in to get the skateboard. And people always ask me, like, do you worry about your son skateboarding, you know, injuries, and, um, you know, just any kind of accident that might happen. And I, I'm always, like, just a fan of, like, I don't know, you know, like, if they're going to get hurt, they're going to get hurt, right? And, you know, you try to take the precautions wearing the helmet, all mm -hmm. that, which... I tell him always to wear his helmet and that, you know, I, I Does show. he do it? Is he good? Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. If he's skating something that he feels he's trying different or a bigger, a bigger run in the skate park, he will wear the helmet. But if he's not and he's street skating, he's not wearing a helmet. That makes me nervous. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? Okay. But this leads to this whole story. So I get a phone call the next day from the father of the son that was with us, the other boy. And he's like, hey, we're not going to be able to make it today to skate. And I said, why? And he goes, uh, yeah, his son broke his collarbone. And skating. Skating. Oh, wow. Which, you know, once again, freak accident, you know, was going over one area in the park and board slipped out from underneath and broke his collarbone. And it was crazy because it, it really made my son go like, whoa, like I got to take into consideration. Because, you know, until someone takes a slam like that, you yeah. don't really think about it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I just skate around and, you know, I, I go home at night. And, and it, was just, it was crazy. But I felt for the parents because they just got this brand new board for their son. Mm -hmm. They were so psyched on like, okay, we're going to go to the skateboard park. And literally within the first hour, he took a slam and broke his collarbone. And he skates regularly. Right. He skates like constantly. So it's not like he was like, you yeah. know, trying something so, he wasn't ready so for. So my whole point to the story is is that you know what you never know or plan when something like that's going to happen and uh it's just part of parenting i really feel you know yeah 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I yeah, I'm a so such a paranoid parent. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad I have But that's girls. my point is that you can be so paranoid. Yeah. Like I'll sit there and 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 talk to my son about this or talk to my daughter about that and I'm paranoid and I'm, and I start becoming one of those parents that like I'm just I'm just, you know, over them so much. Not even helicoptering. Yeah. It's you like, like I'm a blanket. Wrap I'm a yeah. blanket over them. <laughs> Literally. And what has happened is sometimes I feel that it's really, um, like my son said to me, dad, you have talked to me about taking a slam so much in my life that I'm well aware of people take slams. Yes. And Karen said to me, Joe, do you know how much I've heard you yell, you're going to take a slam. Hey, you know what? That's how you take a slam. What are you guys doing? Everyone's going to take a slam. Don't go over there. You know what? Someone's going to take a slam. She's like, Joe, you're talking about taking slams so much. Yeah. They're well aware of it. Yeah. So uh, my only advice to the parents out there is that you got to be on top of them, but the blanketing, you, you can't stop yeah. the collarbone from breaking. Yeah. There you go. Yep. All right. So do your uh, best, but know that sometimes they're still going to fall. Often they're going to fall. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, I'm a big fan, and I hate saying this because I've learned from it, but it's so true. What doesn't kill them makes them stronger. Yeah. You know, I always tell that story about the kid that slammed on the bike and, you know, literally like his face looked like it had been over a cheese grater and his mom oh, took no. him to school. And I was like, what happened to him? And she told me the whole story. And and he basically was going too fast on the bike, classic mistake we've all made. But she said, yeah, he'll never do that again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's unrecognizable. And, yeah. <laughs> and no oh one God. will ever hire him. It's not funny. I'm so sorry yeah, for laughing. Laugh. Yeah. Um, no, he actually, a lot of vitamin E and it, 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 he looked great. That's a great thing about kids too. They heal yes. quick. They heal quick. Yes. All right. Uh, I want to dive into today's show and, um, it's pretty topical cause it recently happened over, I want to say like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Silverman, uh, was on her social media and I can set it up for our listeners. If you know the story, I won't drag you through the whole setup, but basically, uh, Sarah Silverman's on her social media. She has a post up there. Um, and as she's going through, you know, the replies and the retweets and all that, and Sarah Silverman has a huge following. Um, one person, this young man, um, basically retweeted the word cunt. Mm-hmm. And that's all he tweeted. Yeah, not, not retweeted. He responded. He, he responded. To her, I'm sorry. Yes. He responded. Yeah. Um, to her post, yep. which is simply the, the C word. Yep. Okay. Uh, for the little ears in the car right now, hopefully we skipped over that really quick. <laughs> uh, but the C word was said. Yeah. And what she did in response to that was to totally not only not say like, oh, I'm going to avoid that and okay, that sucks Say nothing and move on. or retaliate with some other crappy comment back. Yeah, which let's face it, Sarah Silverman could easily retaliate yep. and just destroy yep. uh, this this person in, in a moment. Yep. She's smart. She's witty. She's yep. a comedian. She yep. knows the game. And instead, mm-hmm. she ends up reaching out to this person and on dig, Twitter, on publicly, Twitter, yep. in front of everyone, yeah, and basically lending, coming out and saying, "Hey, you have potential. I can see, and let's find out why. What's going on? What's going on behind the c word? Why you need to respond with that word towards me? Yeah, I'm going to hand it off to you because okay. when this story came out, you and I talked, and you were like, Joe, not only is this story with Sarah Silverman pretty amazing, yeah. and ends with a great result, yeah. but Let's take that and apply it to an episode for rad parents. Yes, yes, and and so so fo- follow with us, folks. Here, here we go. So, can I th- interrupt really quick? Yeah, and I'm not going to interrupt anymore. Yes, I just set this episode up so rad. You did. You're I amazing. did. 
You're amazing. I did it in you exactly do it. seven minutes. And seven. <laughs> Anea Bo, take over. Okay, so so here's what I took away. Let's start with here's what I took away from that moment. I believe that it would be for most of us, we would do one of two things. We would have done the two things that Sarah didn't do. We would have retaliated in some way with from a defensive position, like wah, like how dare you, or or shot some you know some crappy word back or would whatever. Been mean. We, it would yes, have been so exactly. easy to be mean. Yep. That word is a terrible word. Yep. She could have destroyed him yes. on the internet. And every, she would have had all of her followers troll Backing him. Backing her up for Done. sure. Um, or or say nothing because we think well, that's not going to do anything anyway, or this person's just, you know, not a happy camper, or like, I'm just not going to deal. But we'd kind of in the back of our minds being like, am I? Like, am I that? Like, am I, you know, was, is it me? Did I do something? Whatever. So what I immediately thought about, because what she did was so, to me, ex- extraordinary, but shouldn't have to be extraordinary if we start to become aware of this in our own selves as adult parents, and then we start to teach this to our, to our children. And this, this is the thing that what Sarah did was she asked, she looked for what was going on behind the action, right? What, what is going on? And I know when we were talking about this earlier, I loved that little thing you said you got from some parenting class. Yeah, we took a parenting class in, uh, here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it was great. Mm-hmm. And um, w- basically, one of the lessons that we got from this particular class that we took mm-hmm. was for every action of a child, there's a need yes. not being met. Now, I know right now, some of the listeners are like, wait a minute. So if the kid's being disbehaving, you know, if they're misbehaving, yeah, yeah you, you, there is an action and we got to shut it down. Right. It's, it, and, and I hear you loud and clear when you think that because it really messed with my thought process of, oh, wait a minute. So if my son or daughter is acting in a certain manner, misbehaving um, in public or talking rudely to me or talking rudely to their brother or their yeah. sister, or and as they get older, for our parents that have older kids, uh, even in their teens, hey, why is this type of behavior happening? Um, there's some sort of need Right. That's not being met. Yeah. And that need, just simple example, hey, uh, you know, why is so-and-so crying when they're the toddler? Because I haven't eaten. Oh, right. Let's there we go. Food. Exactly. So that would be one of the most basic things, there right? So in this case with Sarah Silverman, what she very quickly found out is this was an adult man who had been molested when he was eight years old. So was carrying a deep, deep wound. And I mean, we can all um, imagine, and I'm sure there's some listeners out there who know firsthand, like how, how not only how deep that runs, but how consuming that kind of pain and violation and so on can, can impact us. And then secondarily, um, although, you know, when we're in physical pain, I mean, my gosh, again, anybody listening who knows what it is to be in pain and how that affects the way that we move through the world, not just literally physically moving through the world, but our, how much patient, the, the patience that we have, the, the, you know, all of those things. And so, you know, so she found out that this man also had a, a, some serious back issues. And by the end of their, their interaction, she was, had basically like called on her other followers to help her find a way to get this, this person help, um, both, you know, psychiatric and physical. And it was determined like a week after all this happened, he had an MRI and he had like five herniated discs. Yeah. Uh, that right there, huge, huge undertaking on Sarah Silverman's Enormous. Part, which was amazing. Like amazing. And what a tremendous example is that. So now here as parents, 
what what I'm suggesting is is not that you know every time our kid behaves bad that they get a pass like oh you know Bobby must be struggling with something let's not get too mad that's not what I'm saying you're saying you got to dive into finding what that need is exactly and what's and- behind the behavior so most often when we behave as humans regardless of what our age what our age is if we are behaving in a way that is rude that is uh, belligerent that is you know we're being short with someone we're not demonstrating patience we're we're running a lot of hatred or anger or whatever it is we're putting out of the world what is behind that is something that's much deeper we feel afraid we feel like we're not enough we feel threatened we feel like we're not going to be able to hold on to what we have whatever that thing is tangible or intangible and by doing this with our kids first of all it's an it's a really highly effective approach in terms of just like the kid, the behavior is going to keep being repeated if you don't get to the heart of the matter almost like if you had a physical ailment and you weren't accurately having it diagnosed like oh here's the cause of that you know repeated swelling in your ankles if until you get to the actual cause the swelling is going to keep happening. And so in terms of our kids, we don't want them to stop a behavior just because they're afraid that mom or dad is going to get angry at them. We want them to stop a behavior because the thing that is behind that behavior has been addressed. The need. The need. Behind the action. Exactly. All right. Exactly. We're going we're gonna, to uh, take a break, hear yep. from our sponsor real quick. And okay. then when we come back, Anaya, I want you to kind of break down how these conversations can begin with our kids as toddlers and how those conversations can grow with them as they become teens. And then I'll tell you um, a little bit of a story that we went through with my son with uh, an action and finding out what the need was and the result of that really being a huge uh, positive experience for the entire family. Wonderful. Uh, You're listening to Rad Parenting. We're going to take a second to hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back after this. Joseph here, hanging out with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. We are in the studio, Rad Parenting. Um, catch you up to speed, just in case you veered off for a second there. I mean, if you're driving, I hope you didn't veer off. <laughs> but if you got so caught up in that word from our sponsors that you've forgotten about what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about how Sarah Silverman uh, basically handled one of uh, a negative tweet that was sent to her just with the simple word, C word, just the C word, and you can fill in the blank of the rest of the letters for that word and uh, basically how she not only embraced uh, the the person that sent that to her, but really reached out and, and found out what was going on in that person's life and why they felt they needed to send that word to her mm-hmm. in, in a response to what one was of behind her the action? What was behind the action? And we're talking about, uh, the, the, I keep saying the phrase, you know, for every action, uh, there's a need not being met. And, and I really feel that was one of the best parenting tools that Karen and I got when mm-hmm. we were raising um, our two kids and still using yes. that those tools uh, in the teen years, which I'll get into in sure. a little bit. Uh, Anea, can you kind of set up for our listeners um, more on the idea of from the young from young children because mm-hmm. once again you have yep. you know a young one and to the older yep. of using this theory and this idea of you know for every action there is a need for right. every, instead of just hey behave well for me yes. and move on 
getting to the root of what this need that's not being met right. in, in our kids and how that'll help get the result and the action that everyone wants. Sure, sure. And I think just to give us a starting place, because I do well with like, you know, parallels in my own mind. So I think the thing that most of us do probably quite well as parents is when our kids are little and the primary way that they communicate with us is by crying. We go through the list of, okay, so they're not crying because it it feels good. They're crying because they're either hungry their diaper is wet, they're tired, or something in their body is causing them pain, right? For the most part. If you talk about the first, you know, three three or so months, especially when that really, that's the only way of communicating that we have is they're just, they're crying or they're not. Um, and so if we know that we can do that with sort of these physical um, physical parallels, right? Like there must be something, phys- a physical need that needs to be fulfilled in order for this child to stop crying. What we're doing is we're taking that basic concept and saying the same thing applies with emotional need. And so if our child is acting out, and it, it could be like even something as basic as let's, we're watching a couple of toddlers play, and one takes a toy from the other child, and then the child who just had the toy taken away you know, bursts out crying. And our inclination is going to be, you know, don't, what, what did you do to make her cry? Or what's, what's wrong with you or whatever? Like, you know, don't, you don't take toys. Of course, we're, we're not just going to let it go and be like, oh, well, they'll work it out. But we, what we are going to look for, clearly what it is, is that child wanted to be able to play with that toy. Of course, there is a moment there where we can say, well, there's only one toy. So, She's going to have a turn and then you're going to have a turn or he's going to have a turn and then you're, you're going to give them tools because it's not by any means debilitating our children with programming around like, well, if there's something you want and you don't have it and it doesn't feel good to not have it, then just take it. That's not what we're doing. We're not saying you should never feel afraid or you should never feel sad. It's not our job to make sure our kids never feel sad or never feel afraid because those are signs from our emotional selves that there's something that is... Something is needed. What when you're describing that, mm-hmm. I gotta be honest. I'm on the other side here. And mm-hmm. and if I was a parent listening right now, I would mm-hmm. be like, wow, come on. Like I, I'm already I've I'm invested so much and now I gotta I gotta spend the time for every, you know, for the for this action and, yep. and to open up what the need is. Yes. But while I'm thinking that, that's why this young man just had a complete shutdown and wasn't able to really go to the root of what, you know, the abuse that he went through yep. and the back pain. Exactly. Instead, he was pushing that all away yep. and and just going to go Vomiting out into the world. I'm going to vomit out into the yep. world. So, what, so what, what I guess I'm throwing out there to our listeners right now is as much as you go, oh my gosh, man, what a workout. But if you don't do the workout, you have the potential that maybe your son or daughter could be this person That's down right. the road that has only learned to just push down all their yes. feelings and to never and never had anyone not in their look life. At them, not have the tools. And, and this person never had anyone in their life that said, Hey, what's behind this action? Right. Except this stranger. Yes. And in this case it was Sarah Silverman. Yes. So what you're saying is this is our opportunity to teach these moments to our children yeah. so that they can open up and explain what truly the root of the problem is. And to give them, because we're all about like tools for life. To me, yeah. in rad, rad parenting, we're not about quick fixes. We're about tools for life. Yeah. And so in 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 first of all, going through that process when they're little and, and creating this... Um, 
this sort of more, so we're in past generations. It was like, you, you don't, you don't look at feelings. Like you get through, you, you push through, you, you know, what do you, what do you mean you need a therapist? Like, but what we're, what we're basically giving our kids the tools to do by taking them through this process and asking them these questions from, uh, as an adult is we are going to, to enable them to then do that process internally as they get older. So Got for it. example, when we fast forward to the teen years and you know, oh my gosh, <clears throat> on top of all the other just daily challenges and fears and, oh my God, I don't know who I am and I just want to fit in and, and there's strange things happening to my, bodies and, and my body and what, what is going on with these hormones? Why am I happy one minute and sad or angry the next? By the time they get to that point, if we've done the kind of work that we're talking about today, then that child will have the ability to say, huh, why am I why am I struggling today or why do I feel like reactionary or why do I feel like like I'm I'm just really hateful toward this person or I feel a lot of anger that they'll stop and say okay what could be going on start with the basics am I hungry am I tired um, you know, for, for girls especially, and hopefully we're going to start doing more research on like how boys, you know, cycle with their hormones. But for, for this is why I, th I'm, I, I think it's so important and why we teach girls from the time they're eight or nine about their entire menstrual cycle so that they understand from the time those hormones become pregnant or become present as they move into puberty, that, that having an awareness of how those hormones affect them, enable them to understand and not freak out. Because when we start freaking out, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? It only magnifies the quote unquote, bad behavior out in the world, right? Whereas if we can take a step back and be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. My estrogen's up, my progesterone's down, just as an example. I see what's happening. I can't make that go away, but I can move through the world with an awareness that that's what's happening. Or, you know, a kid who's got parents that are going through a divorce. And instead of that kid stuffing those feelings that can manifest into physical ailments, that can manifest into challenging behavior, if instead they have been given tools and space to say, okay, my feelings, my internal feelings, especially when it comes to fear, that's the, probably the biggest one or not feeling seen um, is behind me moving through the world or wanting to be bullying or wanting to be a bully or wanting to lash out at that teacher or be rude to a friend or whatever, then they can curb that behavior. They can take responsibility for that behavior and they can change it because they understand the source of it. Yeah. The example that I wanted to share with everybody uh, with everything you're talking mm -hmm. about, because it really does come down to... Uh, taking care of these these issues or these questions mm -hmm. now so that uh, our children, like we said, don't end up like this young man did who you know had all of this abuse and then mm -hmm. boom, he goes on the internet and, he, and he's just miserable and like mm -hmm. you said, vomits on anyone. Yeah. Because cause it is putting in the time. And, and I can give you just a, just a quick example that like with my son, you know, for the last, uh, I would say for the last three years, you know, we've really been on a real journey with yeah. him and his education and learning and how he learns and the best way for him to learn. Yeah. And, and now he's in a great place. He's at a great school. He's excel, you know, he's excelling. He's getting great grades. But but there was a time where uh, I'll never forget it. We were sitting in in the you know in the principal and the teachers and everyone and everyone was letting us know that uh, it wasn't a behavior issue. It was just it was just that um, a performance that he yep. wasn't performing at a level that he should be at. And everyone around him cared so much about him. All the teachers were great. Everyone, the administration, everyone was super super positive. But it really came down to we had to figure out for him 
to tell us. It's almost like when you're, you know, when your pet gets sick yep. and, and you're like, God, just tell me where it hurts. Yes. You know, yes. sometimes with kids, it's like that. And yes. we were in such a, we were in such a tough spot because it took so long to, you know, we did the testing. Okay. Maybe it's this. We did that. You know, maybe it's dyslexia. Maybe it's this, you know, you, you kind of grasp at everything and yes. it wasn't any of those things. Yeah. And then finally what it ended up happening was it was just a whole, um, you know, a, a real solid case of just, you know, attention deficit, just, you know, and I, I, disorder is such a big word and everyone yeah. uses it, but it was, it was just, look, um, it's harder for me to grasp all these concepts you're throwing at me mm -hmm. when I'm sitting in a room with 30 people. Because, yes. And then basically, you know, what ended up happening was he was missing the, it, the, the way that they described it to me. And, and I, I always love this because it, it got my head around it mm -hmm. was they said, imagine if someone was giving a speech, Joe, and the microphone kept cutting out. Mm. At the end of that speech, would you understand what the person spoke oh, about? And I wow. said, no. And they go, that's what it's like for him in class. Yes. And I was like, wow. So then when, I, when we sat down with him and then talked about it, it wasn't so much, it was him saying, dad, I don't want to keep asking the question, hey, I don't understand that. Hey, I don't understand that. So instead, he was relying on it just being, uh, you know, super- um, Funny. He's and, funny. And, yeah. And, and like, and hey, do you get it, Nate? Oh yeah, I totally get yes. it. And just, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a kid that knew how to kind of work that, you know? Right. And, and, and because he was terrified of what it would mean exactly. if he, if he said, I don't get it. I don't he understand. A, he's, he felt uncomfortable saying, I don't get it. Sure. So then, and that, and, and for the parents listening right now, I'll be honest with you, this was a three- year journey yeah. that we that we were on and he had to learn to be an advocate for himself and to not feel um awkward saying hey you know what you're talking really fast right mm -hmm. now and i don't understand can you explain it to me again and then to the point now whereas if someone doesn't take the time to explain he'll say you know what i'm going to i'm going to ask someone else for some help because mm -hmm. i'm you know and now uh what's happened is it was a perfect example of everything that you're talking about in this episode was it would have been so easy to be like, well, you know, he's not paying attention. He's a young boy and I don't know. They never listen to her. You, know, you just, yeah. you know, you just, well, and, you know and what? And go down the punitive road. Or just road. go down, yeah, and start going, to, you better study. Yes. Get good grades. You yes. better. And, and I got to be honest, it, it would have been really easy for me to, to be that guy, but I knew, wait a minute, there's something more behind this. So yeah. finally, you know, you get the answer. But it's it really does come down to you got to, follow through on that uh, and and finding out what the need is right. for these actions that kids go through. Because if not, you end up vomiting on people on, on your Twitter account. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it really, it's true. Yes. Because yes. no one ever asked this young guy, this man, hey man, what's going on with you? Right. And if they, and, and you know, maybe they did, but he was maybe raised with like, you never talk about it. That's right. And the whole one right. he had inside. And what and what we know, and I and I would say I don't know enough about this yeah. the gentleman on online, but but there there's been enough research now that we know that there's there are direct correlations between emotional issues. And when I say issue, I'm talking about everyday issues like buildup of fear, you know, something, you know, that for me was terrifying happened when I was young or violating or, you know, my parents got divorced and I was never supposed to talk about it and I felt unsafe and that those things eventually manifest as physical problems. And somehow we are more comfortable dealing with the things that we can see and we can touch and we want to find solutions. And I'm saying that we can absolutely do this. We need to draw those same parallels 
um, and give our kids the tools in the same way that if they came home and they're like, oh, I got a big cut on my knee, we wouldn't be like, what is wrong with you? Like, what what were you doing that you got a cut on your knee? You shouldn't get cuts on your knee. Well, when our kids are, are demonstrating behaviors that have to do with emotional wounds or struggles or fears or whatever, that it's such a tremendous opportunity to A, get to know our children and what, what's going on inside as you have done with Nate on this long, important journey. And, and sometimes, you know, when you talk about like learning abilities, it has to do with how do I, if I want my kid to reach his or her fullest potential, which to me is what I think our ultimate goal as parents is, that it may need, mean we need to find an, an, an educational environment that is more suited to this child's needs or, um, you know, my, my older kid is like, you know, immediately responds to like, there's going to be a consequence. You're going to lose a privilege. But my younger one, like that doesn't seem to be working. So maybe something deeper is going on. And it's not just to reiterate, not just about our ability to better navigate with our children and have, you know, um, not like not dealing with constant conflict and problems, but at the end of the day, giving them long-term tools so that they automatically hear our voices in in their heads and then eventually hear their own voice being like, huh, I don't like feeling this way, but what's behind this? Or, wow, I was just really crappy to that person at work or whatever. What's going on with me? And taking a pause and just really doing some introspection and getting to the heart of that so that we can show up in the world in the way that we want to show up. All right, so Anaya, before we get out of here, can you run a few tips or a scenario on how our parents can get started with everything we've talked about today? Sure, sure, sure. So the first thing, as always, is we need to look at ourselves first. How are we? How are we managing our own? Like looking at how we're our behaviors out in the world and what is the stuff behind that, right? So that we can model it. Our kids can see us doing it for ourselves and with our partners or whatever. Um, and then that's also going to inform knowing the right questions to ask and being able to witness it or, or identify it when you see it in your kids. So the second thing is then when your child is behaving in a in a particular way, um, saying, what's going on behind that? Like, what's are you feeling afraid? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling like what's behind that that aggression, that rudeness, that bullying, that whatever the whatever the behavior is, and okay, whatever the answer is, and and they may not get it right away, just as a as a warning. Then you keep asking until you get some indication from them of what it is, and then the next step is okay, let's look at that. How can we? How can we remedy that feeling? And and the the, the mission and the message is not we need to make that go away because it's uncomfortable. But what does that have to tell us? And why might you be feeling afraid? Why might you be feeling sad? What and and probably you know I would guess eight times out of ten you're going to hear your child say something, some experience they had at school that day that they're now bringing home with a, a behavior that seems unrelated. But getting to that and encouraging them to start asking those questions of themselves is the end goal. So that as they move into their adult life, they're able to self-reflect and they're able to take responsibility for their behaviors out in the world. Love it. Thank you so much, Anaya. Great episode. Thank you for bringing in the idea too. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to tie it all together. Hey, uh, as I always say, uh, the show is driven by you, our listeners. Any ideas you have or comments you have about this particular episode or an idea of a show that you would like us to do, we always listen to those emails or we read those emails. Uh, Email us at radparenting at gmail.com. You can send a text to 
uh, the number 313131. Just text the word parenting to 313131, and we can get your ideas that way as well. All right, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.